With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Get in the know. Non-stop Viking stop. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. How, how it kind of came down rep-wise, I would have, wouldn't have minded getting him in a little bit earlier, but wanted to let that group continue to try to sustain uh, there towards the end of the second quarter. Uh, he came in and uh, was good to see him uh, you know, engineer that touchdown drive, uh, use his legs to steal a third down conversion, um, and then uh, you know, we were able to punch it in. Some, some, some decent run game there late with that third, fourth group kind of mixing in there, some new guys. So, um, But I thought overall the quarterbacks, you know, for, for where we're at right now, we, I, I think we can continue to do things to help those guys. There he is, Kevin O'Connell. The head coach of the 23rd ranked coaching staff in the National <laughs> Football League. Wow. Did you guys see? Wh- wh- who put that out? 30, CBS or something? I was the 30, not the 32 team. Um, now we got to find this. People have been tweeting it to us all morning. They're, they're very upset. Oh, who was he, it, man? CBS Sports, maybe? Who cares? Some, yeah. some publication yeah, just... <laughs> had the Vikings coaching staff ranked like 23rd. Yeah. Among so you have okay now I'm going to go down this path now you get a head co- a rookie head coach that that pumped the tires to 13 wins a team that had no business winning 13 games they it's almost like you get discredited well those wins were fraudulent well okay but like they took a nine he took a nine win team and made them a 13 win team yeah you get, don't you get credit for that well and here's my question how Flores you, is the defensive coordinator now how how do you go about contextualizing an entire coaching staff like that too. Right. Like if it was a Kevin O'Connell ranking, like at least then I can get my head around what you're trying to do. But you do realize that like these coaching staffs now across the league run how many deep and you're trying to sort of like in one fell swoop contextualize the whole thing and give them a ranking. Oh, the Falcons back up the assistant offensive line coach. Oh, he's a real dog. (laughs) Whoever that was who did that is getting exactly what they want. Which is they're getting dialogue about yeah. something that they have, you know, and, and I'm not saying this as an O'Connell or a defense of the Vikings. I'm saying this as a whole. There's no way to do that ranking. It, it, well, but I agree. You just, well, you can rank whatever and get clicks, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's just funny that Brian Flores is widely regarded as one of the yeah. best defensive minds in the National Football League. Kevin O'Connell, as we talked about, you know, it's uh, Keenan McCardell is probably the a top three wide receivers coach in the NFL. The like, Patriots are second in that list. Bill Belichick allowed Matt Patricia to call plays last right. year. They're now, second. The Patriots back. are second. 
but they were second in that list. You could make an argument that Bill Belichick has done some of his worst work in the last, you know, three yeah. to five years. So, um, yeah, it's just that they are getting exactly what they want, which is, uh, did you see that ranking of the entire coaching? They knew, they knew that that would be a trigger point because it's so absurd to even try it. Yeah. Good for them. So, anyways. You know, one thing that we are sure about, TCL, TCL is not fraudulent. They offer award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning quick picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And our friends at Federated Insurance also helping us build our business here at Score North and on Purple Daily. They've helped countless businesses over a hundred years and their corporate culture is really where it's at for them. It's grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these are the four cornerstones that guide and navigate all of their interactions and decision-making internally and externally. If you're looking for a better offensive line for your business, risk management, protection, federatedinsurance.com is where it's at at Federated. It's our business to protect yours. We have, it's sort of an amalgamation of Judd's camp notes blended into a 53-man roster 3.0 and maybe even some reckless speculation. Well, yeah, let's get to the, actually the breaking news first because it became official this morning. Just now, the Vikings have made it official. Jordan, and I was talking about this on Before I Die, Phil, I went and listen to a pronunciation of his name. I heard Tiamu. I heard Tamu, which I think is correct. Tamu, but, Tamu. Yeah. yeah, Tamu, which I believe is the correct one. Well-traveled uh, quarterback has signed with the Vikings. Now, he's a camp arm, but here's why I, I find this to be intriguing. Uh, Tamu and uh, Jared Hall share, you know, some of the same traits as far as their ability to try to escape pressure. You know, very uncousins-like, right? So it's interesting that they are bringing in a, a guy who has had numerous, numerous stops, uh, but was the XFL Offensive Player of the Year with the D.C. Defenders this past season. Um, I think he's coming in as more of a camp arm right now. But nonetheless, whenever you bring a quarterback in, especially into a system that is guided by a former quarterback himself and a very quarterback-friendly coach, I think it's far more intriguing than when they brought a camp arm with Zimmer as coach. So that's now official. That's now official is is that um, he has been signed by the Vikings. So, yeah, we, so we kind of touched on this in the middle of our, you know, preseason game two recap. So I guess not, not, we can kind of make it a a headline conversation here before we get into uh, your 53. I wonder, does this have anything? Because sometimes you just want an extra arm. Hey, wow, right. we're in the dog days of training camp. Kirk Cousins just turned 35 years old. Let's just let's make sure that when we're not doing the joint practices and stuff, let's not put too many throws on the arm of Kirk Cousins. Nick Mullins has been, I mean, Jaron Hall seems like he's barely getting reps in practice, right? So yes. let, let's get another arm in here. Even with the individual drills and stuff, there is a component to that. But I do wonder, you know, uh, I'm going to say Tamu. That's how I'm going to pronounce it for the purposes of this podcast. I think that's correct. Tamu. He was the XFL's offensive player of the uh-huh. year. He had a really big senior season at Ole Miss in 2018. He's been a part of NFL camps. Uh, Houston took him in in 2019. 
and he's done a really good job for chunks in the USFL and XFL. In terms of if if you're looking at a third quarterback spot, and it's Jaron Hall, your fifth round draft pick, who's moldable, but only like a year younger than than Jordan Taamu, who graduated like five years ago. That's the crazy thing. One of them has hundreds of professional pass attempts. Now, make fun of the XFL and USFL all you want, but it's football. And there's like, you know, dozens and dozens of those guys who are leaving their league to go and be part of NFL training camps, right? So I I do wonder, like, is this legit competition for the third quarterback spot? Is this someone they view as an actual prospect? Because he's not that old. He's like, what, 26 or something? Yeah. Or is it just a camp arm? That's my biggest question. So his stops since being undrafted, and as you said, Phil, started off with the Texans, have been the Texans, the Chiefs, the Lions, back to the Chiefs, back to the Lions, Washington, Carolina. But before yeah. he, he got experience in uh, first the the USFL and then the XFL, I think what this might be is, I think it might be not just a camp arm, um, but O'Connell was saying after the game on Saturday that actually in the blazing heat on Wednesday and Thursday in the joint practices against the Cardinals, he has decided he's not going to change up his reps and that he's actually going to get Kirk and the first team more reps than they got against the Titans last week. And so Nick Mullins has made a lot of throws. I wonder if Jaron Hall gets the start against the Cardinals on Saturday in the preseason finale. And then Tamu comes in and plays the second half. Now, the reason why I think this is at least a discussion is this. I think we have to assume that whenever Kevin O'Connell signs off on the signing of a quarterback, it's at least it's at least worth watching and monitoring because he played quarterback. So like it's it's I think this is far more like when Zimmer would bring in a cornerback, right? Because it's like, okay, this guy knows what he's looking at there. Mm-hmm. So do I expect uh Tamu to make the roster, the fifty-three? Absolutely not. Do I think that they are going to to take a look? Do I think it's interesting what his attributes are? Yes, I do. And I think it's interesting that if you watch uh, Tamu's highlights and Jaron Hall, both have some of the same characteristics. And they're not characteristics Kirk necessarily has. So, like, as we try to deduct, and I am, just to be very, very clear here, I am not saying either one of those guys is going to replace Kirk. But what I am saying is I wonder if O'Connell is interested in their skill set, and that's the skill set, because it would make a lot of sense that he eventually is is looking for when Kirk Cousins is no longer the quarterback of the Vikings. Do you want his RAS score? Football. Oh, I love me a RAS. His relative <laughs> athletic score? Yep. Let's hear it. Let's go. We'll compare it to Jaron Hall here. Let me just make sure I got the right ones here. Love quarterback talk. There's nothing like it on a Monday morning. So, uh, yeah, Jaron Hall. Well, we know Jaron. We know that uh, Jaron Hall is only he's like he he's listed at six feet. I don't know about that. Like Jaron. Well, I guess this is. I guess technically this is from the combine. So Jaron Hall just barely six feet. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tamu is uh, six foot two, two twenty one. List. This is this is what he was a few years ago. Out of the combine, by the way. Sure. So the XFL might have him listed differently. He's about 15 pounds heavier than Jaron Hall. In terms of 40-yard dash, Jaron Hall can scoot a little bit better. Okay, He had a a 91st percentile 40-yard, a 4.64. Jordan Ta'amu, a 74th percentile 40, uh, a 4.77. So in terms of like mobility and scooting around, Jaron Hall faster. 
Uh, vertical jump, not good for uh, Jordan Tamo. 20th percentile in the vertical jump. I don't know. Jaron Hall might not have done the vertical jump. It's not listed here. Well, then why, what, then why did the Vikings draft him? Why would you take a guy if you don't know what his vert is? What about the three cone? You want to hear about his three cone? Okay. Jaron Hall, a 76th percentile three cone, a 74th percentile three cone for Jordan Tom. Tom was a little bit bigger. Yep. They're both like, they both have pretty similar. So uh, a 67 percentile Raz for Tamu, 79th percentile. Hall considered a little bit higher in the uh, relative athletic score. I think we might see them both extensively on Saturday. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mullins doesn't play. Like he has gotten what the first half in in the first two games. And to yeah, your we, point, we've seen and to your point in the joint practices, he's getting some work. So like I I don't know how much more that you need to see from Nick. I think yeah. he's got the system down. I think he's fine. So yep. take a look at some young guys. You know what you know. this is? This is going into the football lab and seeing what else you can get. Football. <laughs> can we, uh, so do you want to start with, I guess, start with your 53-man here with a little more reckless speculation, this Greedy Williams stuff? Yes, I do. Reckless speculation. So, so go ahead. Yeah. So I spent my my weekend um, going to Twins games, the Vikings game, but more importantly, connecting dots, because I like to connect dots here. Here in the lab, in my football lab, I like to connect dots. And um, Greedy Williams, 2019 second round pick of the uh, Cleveland Browns, was cut on Saturday by the Eagles. Now, he he had been, the Eagles actually defensive backfield's good, and he had been, the cornerback had been auditioning for what amounted to a backup role. He signed a one-year, $1.35 million contract, but 600000 guaranteed so he got a nice guarantee for a guy who got cut this quickly um now here is where things tie together a bit because he was drafted by the browns in 2019 quasi adolfo mensa the vikings gm had not arrived yet but he did the next season and so quasi is familiar with greedy um the unfortunate thing for him is that in greedy's time in 2019 he played in 12 games and made 12 starts. So he arrived as a starter, but missed four games with a hamstring injury. He missed all of 2020, and this is where his career sort of goes off track. He missed all of 2020 because of a nerve damage in his shoulder. He came back in 21 to play 16 games and make eight starts, in which he had a pretty good year. Ten passes defensed, two picks, and that's when Quazy was there. Uh, and he missed one game because of the shoulder problem. And then last year with the Browns, he played in 11 games, one start. So he missed six games. And those were not because of injury. Those were because of um, the staff's decision not to play him. He was a backup but with the Browns. He was last a backup. Year, yeah. Exactly right. Now, but here's the other interesting sort of sort of side note that involves the Vikings. Greedy played college football at LSU. He crossed paths with none other than Justin Jefferson. Greedy was there from 2016 to 18, got drafted in 2019. Justin was there from 2017 to 19, got drafted in 20. And I did some sleuthing last night in the lab. And Sports Dad found out that the two are actually very close friends. So I think the question is... Reckless speculation. Would a team without a lot of depth, and I am not saying Greedy would step in and start, okay? 
But Greedy went to Philadelphia, which has good depth. Yeah. It didn't work out. The Vikings might say, well, it didn't work out there, but we don't have as much depth. Could Greedy be introduced to this defense as a depth guy? And I don't think the fact if Quasi, if Quasi liked him, that's going to help. And if he's close friends with Justin, that sure as hell ain't going to hurt. Greedy Williams, a name to keep an eye on. It's really, really interesting. It, it it checks a lot of boxes. You went through kind of the LSU. I don't know how much you would put its stock into, you know, hey, who, who should we bring in here? Who's friends with Justin Jefferson? Right. But it is, you know, it's, it's an interesting connection. The fact that he was a second round pick, kind of a like a top half of the second round as the 46th selection by the Browns. Quasi, we have seen in his, what, year and a half as the Vikings general manager, loves the former first and second round picks. Nick. You know, Nikhil Harry came in here as a former yeah. second-round pick from actually from that draft. Those guys were like drafted within a couple picks of each other, Greedy Williams and Nikhil Harry. Just a guy that maybe hasn't panned out to his full potential, but isn't old yet because he's only twenty-five years old. Yeah. So, and right now you've got major question marks with inexperience and some injuries. Although it sounds like a Caleb Evans is fine, right? And then Andrew Booth Jr. Like right now he's fine, but he's been hurt. How would you find a room on the roster for Greedy Williams? Would you keep an extra corner? And this is a good segue into your 53, oh, yeah. maybe. Oh, I, I see what you Would you reduce there. from somewhere else? Does I somebody start the there. season on injured reserve? Um, by the way, Greedy Williams, really good RAS score. Really good RAS <laughs> score. He's a good player. 8.5. It's an 85th percentile RAS. He also ran, I forgot about this, he ran a 4.37 40-yard dash. At the 2019 NFL Combine. Football. And it's a shoulder problem. It's a shoulder problem. So, like, now now that's a concern now for sure. But, I, but I'm but i just saying, if you're going to get former uh, Patriots second-round pick, Joan Williams, a long look, I'm you not, know, yeah, it's sort pick. of the same thing, right? Like, it's two guys who probably for different reasons were high picks, underachieved. I don't think it's beyond, like, I, I think it's reckless speculation, but I think it's incredibly founded reckless yeah. speculation. And I'd have to dig deeper in terms of, like, so PFF does not grade Greedy Williams all that well over his 1,300 career snaps. Um, he grades better as a tackling corner than a cover corner. But again, there's a lot of stops and starts and injuries, and, you know, 2021 was probably his best season. I, I would wonder at six foot two and a sub four forty, uh, a sub four four forty at the combine a few years ago. Does he profile as a guy that would be good in single coverage, jamming at the line of scrimmage, or or his ability to bail back right and 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 run, you know, step for step with fast wide receivers? I'd have to dig more into sort of the scouting report here, but this is a guy that might profile as a as a potential Viking, you know, depending on what Brian Flores is looking for. And we both saw in the um, Thursday practice, a Caleb Evans go down and get removed immediately by the coach because of concussion concerns. And it does sound like he's fine. And that's, that's fantastic. But that has to be a season long thought, right? Because he's going to be a starting corner. And like, he took a football hit. That was not a like, Oh my God, it looks like, uh, he took a football hit, and it scares you because of the fact that he had three concussions a year ago. So, like, I think that has to be in the back of your mind all year that that he's going to try and play, 
you know, I'm, I'm not trying to rip the kid, but I am saying there's got to be a thought that we have to be prepared here because it's not a backup. He's going to be a starter. And if he goes out, who's the next man up? Yeah. So, hey, can we, um, instead of going all the way through your entire 53, unless you want to fly through, I think, can we just highlight where you have changes? Um, I'll go through the entire 53, but fly through it. Okay. Because a lot of it stayed the same, but the decisions got tougher. T- today's 3.0, kids, is going to be about decisions and how decisions become tougher the more that the more that you're around your family and the more that you grow accustomed to seeing them. Decisions become tougher, even if those decisions remain unchanged. So I'm going fl- to I'm going to fly through this and I'll stop at where the decisions get tough. Yeah, okay. And feel free to push back to this time, because like I feel like now now we're all in our own labs and we're talking about the cuts. So I feel like that this this would actually be a good time for me to throw out my ideas and for you two to push back. OK, let's uh, so let's let's literally fly through the positions that you have, like quarterback, whatever, that you have no changes at. Yep. And we will only stop you on those if we disagree, like and say, no, there should Correct. be a change so that Correct. we. Because we've because uh, we're twenty minutes in and we got a lot a lot on our plate here at Scornarth this morning, so let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Quarterback, no change. Cousins, Mullins, Hall. I almost cut Hall, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because of KOC. So, like, could could there be a temptation to try to get him through to the practice squad? Absolutely. Do I think some head coaches would do that? But with the new rules on keeping a quarterback on the 53 and that guy being eligible to play as a third QB, I I stuck with status quo there, although I do think it might be a discussion. He was better in the second preseason game. If yes, he keeps he progressing, then I agree with this. Yes, uh, yes, he was. Um, the running back, I'm still keeping four. They kept five a year ago. I'm keeping Madison Chandler, Ham, and I'm still keeping Wang Wu, but this one's gotten dicey. Wang Wu hasn't practiced still. He hasn't played. He needed to play. He needs reps. Um, I, If you put him on IR during the final cuts, he's going to be ineligible to play in the season. Those IR moves of returning have to be made after the final yeah. cuts. Um, now, the problem is this. Dwayne McBride, Abram Smith, Aaron Dykes. None of those three strike me as they're going to knock Wang Wu off the roster. So here's what I'm thinking. Would they IR Wang Wu and actually pick up somebody in the waiver process? But I do think they're going to keep at least four players, including Ham, at that spot. Yep. Aaron Dykes, interesting. I don't know that I saw enough explosiveness in, in the reps that he got in that preseason game to say, oh, my gosh, you know, here's a guy that needs to make the roster. We'll see. Yep. Tight ends, Hawkinson, Oliver, and Munt. The, the, so here's where it gets tough a little bit, though. Nick Muse is making a push, and nice. I don't think you get him through to the practice squad. He no, has he put on tape for teams film that could very well make him a third tight end elsewhere, um, but I don't know how he makes this 53. So I think you're going to cut him, and I think you're going to lose him, but I don't know what the alternative is. If uh, Johnny Munt is the best third tight end, is Nick Muse the best fourth tight end in the National Football League? Then, oh, I mean, it's, it's come on, cer- certainly. Dude, he looks come good. On. He's looked good. He's yes. looked good in the games. He can catch the ball. He can block a little bit. Yeah, it is certainly up for discussion. So, would you? But what's the age difference there? So, Johnny Munt's a grizzled veteran. I mean, Nick Muse was a draft pick in 2022. I mean, it's, yep. Do you really want to let a guy that maybe has some upside that could? 
that could be in the mix for the next few years? Would you choose Munt just because he's a veteran presence and knows the system? Can you call Munt the best third tight end in the entire league and then cut his ass? It's it's tough. It is tough. (laughs) All right. Wide receiver, we do have change. We have sudden change. Oh, hold on. We have the change. The change alarm is going off. The change alarm is going off. Now, this is 1.0 and 3.0 are going to agree a little bit here. 2.0, I changed it. Jefferson, Osborne, Addison, and Powell are my top four. But I now have Jalen Rager, who I had being cut last time, making the roster. And I have, at this point in time, Jalen Naylor going on IR. Because I don't think you want to lose him. But he has not practiced since the first day of camp. And at some point in time, you need to practice. Um, so I have the Vikings keeping five, not six. And I'm a little bit concerned about Addison's long-term health here. Like he's been hurt twice now, um, got hurt, obviously missed all of the off season camps and then is hurt again now in concussion protocol. Nikhil Harry could have helped his cause a lot. If he hadn't been injured on Saturday, he didn't play, which was clearly disappointing as well. So Jalen Rager for right now, wide receiver five back in the good graces. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. I think five is the number. So, this makes sense to me. Five is the number, and right now, there's no way you can put Naylor on the active roster if he hasn't practiced in a month, Mm-mm. right? If it was Justin Jefferson, okay, he comes back. T.J. Hawkinson, whatever. Like, they don't need to be on IR. But Jalen Naylor probably needs to be on IR. And you so. get now multiple designations or uh, reinstatements, I should say, from the IR now in the NFL, right? Not if they're on the. Not if you do it in the final cutdown. They're out for the season. From from the research I did, really? wow. if you put them so if in that final cutdown you IR him, he's done. If you wait, if you put him on the fifty three, and then IR him after the fifty three is done, he oh. can return. But the point is, I'm not going to cut mm. Rager for Naylor and then IR because Rager will get picked up. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. okay. That's what yeah. I found. I did extensive. Re- research and asked around because that to me was unclear but yes you need to be on the 53 to start the season then you can be ir'd offensive line they're going to keep 10 i just think that that's what they kept a year ago that's what i've consistently had them keeping but i have a change here i have one change oh hold on oh we got the change change meter let's go the change alarm okay i have a placeholder on the 10-man uh depth chart list because Chris Reed remains out, and mm-hmm. we've been waiting for him to come back and waiting for him to come back, and he has not come back yet. And again, at some point, I'm not sure if they're going to just allow him to come back. He He's on they, – they have not told us exactly what's wrong. It looks like his hand, but I don't know for sure. So I have Josh Sokol, actually, the center guard, being kept as a placeholder and immediately cut then for somebody that they would pick up out of the cuts made by other teams – on I believe it's Tuesday, August 29th, or or if at that point in time you're closing in on signing Dalton Reisner, let's say after the first week of the regular season, so his salary is not guaranteed. But Josh Sokol, just to be clear here, I've got him making it now, but it's more as a guy that will hold a place until you make another move. Yeah. Josh Sokol, by the way, the sixth highest graded Vikings player in the preseason, according to Pro Football Focus. Only two pressures allowed on uh, 25 pass blocking snaps. So not terrible, mm-hmm. according to Pro Football Focus. 25 players on offense. That's what we have being kept on the 53. 
So, all right. So three quarterbacks, four running backs, three tight ends, five wide receivers, and ten hog mollies up front yep. to block or not Football. for her cousins. And speaking of that, if you don't want to be a hog molly, if you're a hog molly right oh, now and you're oh saying to yourself, God. I don't oh want to be a God. hog molly no more. I want to be in great shape. I want to be looking good. Well, then I've got one answer. <laughs> yes, the same answer that Sports Dad on the left and right. That's the same guy I came up with, and that is to go to our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And you're saying, okay, Judd, i got a lot of options. Why this one? And I'm going to tell you right now, because Livia was just named Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row. That's 14 years of changing lives, 14 years of success in weight loss. And that means that there's an offer right now, three months free if you join today, three months free if you join today, limited time offer, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, a hug, Molly, no more. Get all those clothes to fit, Livia.com. You'll be glad you did it. If you don't want your dog to be a hog molly, maybe you should try Nutrisource. Nutrisource pet foods. Can I can I be honest with you guys here for a second? Yeah. Come on. There's uh there's Maya Mackey there on the screen. So um we uh we had a circumstance uh, over the weekend Uh-oh. where we gave Maya some non Nutrisource treats. Oh boy. Her body rejected those treats because mm-hmm. she is a Nutrisource girl. Literally like it repulsed her so much that we put something not Nutrisource yep. inside her body. So stick to the Nutrisource look. treats, the food, the kombucha. Stella is giving you a look right now, Phil. She's mad because she is sitting by her, her training rewards treats, and she's saying, you gave my friend Maya non-Nutrisource, you S-O-B. Yes, it was not. Oh, well, that's funny because uh, yesterday we got back from the cabin. It's always bath time when we come back from the cabin because Vinny, he runs around in the sand. There's dirt. There's oh. the water. So we always got to give him a bath, and he always cowers. Now he knows the second we get home from the cabin, he goes and hides because he knows it's bath time. But I will say... What helps out during the bath time is the Nutrisource treats. At least Vinny does know when he gets the bath that he does not want, he does get rewarded with some delicious Nutrisource treats. NutrisourcePetFoods.com if you want happy, healthy, and also well-regulated digestive system dogs like we have. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Um, Also, a shout-out to our friends over at EcoFun. So EcoFun has two metro locations, one in Forest Lake off 35 and another one in Burnsville off 35W and County Road 42. You can see one of the showrooms right here, the electric bikes, the scooters. The scooters, by the way, uh, run from 49cc up to 300cc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you uh, if you got hills in your neighborhood, maybe you opt wow. for the 300cc. But these things, in terms of the gas mileage, too, you can save a lot at the pump by just riding a scooter around for the next couple months, you can average 64 to 115 miles per gallon. You just need a driver's license to ride uh, a 49cc moped uh, in the state of Minnesota. But check them out. We've had some friends of the show here. Purple Daily uh, already purchased electric bikes in the last couple of weeks at EcoFun. If you do go in, tell them that we sent you and go to EcoFun, uh, EcoFunMotorsports.com, EcoFunMotorsports.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, let's check on the defense. Judd's 53-man roster 3.0. Defensive line, keeping six guys same as last year. Um, I have, have no changes, so that means Harrison Phillips, Dean Lowry, Kyrie Staga, Jaqueline Roy, Jonathan Bullard, Usezi Otomowo. Um, But I do have reservations here because... Um, Roy, who has, who was, I believe, a fifth round draft pick, has been hurt again for a good portion of camp now, and I'm wondering if Ross Blacklock could take his spot. I'm keeping to, in keeping Otomowo and Roy. They're two draft picks from the last two drafts. Blacklock acquired in a trade with the Texans, so Quazy invested in all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for right now, I'm not making changes, but I do think that at some point here, Roy has to come back or else there's going to be a decision to be made. And I do think cutting Blacklock, who was in the game late, which indicates to me his job is in jeopardy, but I yeah. do think that there's going to be some, some uh, uh, conversation there. So in 4.0, this is very open for change here. I mean, guys who aren't playing have to come back at some point. And, and if they're hurt, they're going on, on IR and probably just going to be shelved. You know, so this is not a – we're at the point of camp now, which basically has a week left, where you can't just be, oh, I'm still out, I'm still out, I'm still out. At some point in time, yeah. decisions have to be made. Yeah, be and made. there is like – there's a week left of training camp, um, but there's – well, yeah, there's eight days left until they have to make a 53-man roster out of it. And then yeah. from there, you start practicing for week one. So, exactly. I mean, even if you come back this week, like, are you going to come? Some of these guys are, like, let's say Wongwu comes back. Are they going to put him in, in a high-competition joint practice against the Cardinals? Oh, I'm right. feeling, it's Monday, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Wednesday, the Cardinals are in town. Like, he's probably not going to do anything this week meaningful, right? Yes, exactly right. And and I, I got to think that across the board, there's probably not frustration with everyone who's out, but there's always frustration with some. That's like, the, that's the weird certain, dance in football. It's like it these really guys is. are putting their bodies on the line. They're banged up. They're yeah. hurt, but coaches need them in the game. It's like, oh. do you want to make the team? Yeah, that's the tough. question. Okay, outside linebacker, we have change. So we have, this is the, this is the edge department edge, here. Edge rushers. Oh my goodness, we have change. Mm. We are going down to, I believe in 2.0, I kept six. We're going down to five. Okay. Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport, DJ Wanham, Patrick Jones, the second, Louis Villane, odd man out, Andre Carter, the second. So Andre he, Carter's the odd man. He's the odd man out. He's out right now. Oh. And, and here's why. So the con against d- doing this is he got $300,000 guaranteed to sign as a UDFA and a $40,000 signing bonus played college football at army started training camp on the pup. And quite frankly, I have not seen him do much as far as like flashing. Mm-hmm. Like if, if Ivan pace is a 10 on the flash meter, right? Like we've seen him do a, a ton. Andre Carter is about maybe, maybe a two. 
Hmm. Um, and so, like, if you were to say, if you're creating space for guys, which you need to do defensively, I think that there's, first of all, a, a very good chance that despite the fact that you paid him pretty well, you get Andre Carter through to the practice yeah. squad. And second of all, I can't justify him taking up a 53. And at the end of the day, if you sit down and say, okay, what have our UDFAs done? Pace has been great. So like 50% there is not bad. Correct. And I don't think, I know we keep rightfully so bringing up that, hey, they're they're guaranteeing like $300,000 to a couple UDFAs because that's a, that's a lot of money to guarantee to a guy that doesn't get drafted. But in perspective, the salary cap is over $200 million. So they're... We're talking about a fraction of a percentage point of the overall salary cap. I don't think they would keep an inferior player just because he makes more money guaranteed or has a guaranteed bonus or whatever. You know, that that might be part of the decision making, but they're going to look for the players that can help them the most in 2023 and beyond. So, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that Pace is much further ahead uh, through three weeks of training camp than Carter is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Inside linebacker, no changes. Asamoah kept, although, again, he has not played in a preseason game, and he's been out for two weeks now. Jordan Hicks, Troy Dye, who had a, a pick in the game on Saturday, mm-hmm. and Ivan Pace Jr. The only issue here is, um, and I don't think he's going to make it, but Troy Reader at times has flashed. Like, he's shown up for sure. Uh, Tanner Vallejo, who they signed a couple of weeks ago, is more of a special teams ace. Like he is, he is an inside linebacker on the depth chart. He's more of a special teams guy, um, and so both of those guys, I think, could compete for a fifth spot. But they kept four inside linebackers a year ago. I think they stick with that. And the only question is, is Asamoa prepared to start the season now? Because we still don't know what's wrong there. He hasn't participated in practice or a game. Yeah for two plus weeks now. Um, so that might be a concern, but I think if Asamoah is set to go, it's Asamoah, Hicks, die and pace. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, how about that group right there? So the only guy with legitimate NFL experience is Hicks. And he's one of the more senior linebackers in, in the league. And then you've got undrafted free agent pace, who looks like he might be your second best player of those four. <laughs> And then Asamoa, who we're, we're trying to crown here as a starting linebacker who's going to do damage, like hasn't played in two weeks. Yep. So just a really interesting giant question mark at that position for the Vikings. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, safety. So he, this was difficult. The safety position has become difficult as far as cuts go. Harrison Smith makes it. Bynum makes it. Metellus. Lewis Seen, who is who, who good or bad, is going to make it. And Jay Ward, a fourth-round pick from LSU, who can also play the corner as well. But here's the tough thing. That's five safeties, and it's not Theo Jackson, uh, who got banged up on uh, Saturday night but has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Theo Jackson has been better than Seen. And, I, and, again, he's a guy I think if you cut – He's going to get a job on a 53, but I they're not going to keep six safeties. And I don't think you're going to cut Jay Ward for Jackson, which would, would be the only cut, I think, that you could make there. So I think Theo Jackson, that's what I gave zero thought to when I did roster construction for the 53 
and it was actually really difficult this time around. So how would they, so we have five safeties here. Um, would they try to find a spot for Theo Jackson? Would there, is there some creative thing here? Is there a, would they try to trade Lewis scene? I mean, I guess you could. They wouldn't don't, cut. You don't think they would. I know that the, the salary cap ramifications scene. don't make sense to cut him, but like they're not going to cut him. No, I, I think he's like, you know, Jay Ward would be the guy that I think might be on the bubble, but he's a fourth round pick. So like, Dude, are, if you're are you cutting cut fourth round picks that and is... a versatile one, you know, oh. and I don't think Jay Ward's done a thing to get himself cut. It's just that Jackson has flashed so much. Yeah. Like I've consistently been impressed and, and he's a guy who's going to get picked up if he is dropped. Uh, but I don't know the creative move. Like, because if you Will they IR, trade Bynum, no, they love Bynum. They love him too much. He's Those too top important. three guys, Smith, Bynum, Metellus are gold. But if they like Theo Jackson and I've seen, I've seen some of the stuff that you've seen too, which is like, he's out. I mean, I, look where he's, look who he's practicing with and look at some of I the plays keep he's him. making. I'm with you. Interesting. Okay, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing ideas out here. I'm not advocating for a Bynum. No. I know what people are going to be like. Maggie wants Bynum traded for Theo Jackson. I'm not saying that. I'm just if if they like Theo Jackson, I'm looking for creative ways to clear a safety spot. These are the conversations that go on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. We're bringing them to you in real time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, cornerback. No changes. Five five corners kept. Keeping in mind that Jay Ward can actually play corner in a complete pinch. Last year they kept six. Byron Murphy Jr., Caleb Evans, uh, Joan Williams, Makai Blackman, Andrew Booth Jr. But again, I'm probably cutting the guy who has had the best special teams camp, Najee Thompson. See, I feel Ooh. like Najee Thompson is is has a good chance to make the team. This is where, like, how do you – okay, let's play a game here. <laughs> yep. So yep, Najee, Najee Thompson is the guy that if you're watching that preseason game, he made that tackle and his helmet popped off and then – did he did he get put in concussion protocol yeah, after he, that? He was okay. concussed. Yes, he did. <laughs> so yeah, he was in there just flying around. And then back to the beginning of the show here, real quick. Uh, Greedy Williams is a free agent with all those potential connections and tentacles. He's got experience. Yep. yep. If you were to find room for, let's start with Najee Thompson. Assuming you're still going to keep 25 offensive players and 25 defensive players, right? Which is, I think, what they would like to do. Yep. Where, where would you borrow from? That's the problem. I was trying to, I was trying to do that last night. In because because you can't go you defensive can't line. Stri- is there a defensive? Would they go five down linemen? Do you, here's what. Here's my question. Do you need 11 linemen and edge rushers, or can you get by with 10? You could probably get by with 10. So who, who do you cut on the – but they're not – I don't think they're going to cut an outside linebacker because I've got five being kept there, which I think they keep five there. Um, I might they, cut it. I might cut one of the – Who give me the six again. Harrison Phillips is making the team. Dean Lowry, Kyrie Stonga, uh, Duquellen Roy, who was a fifth-round pick, pick. Jonathan Bullard, and Usezi Otomowo, who was, a, I think, a fourth-round – He was mm-hmm. draft pick last year, if I'm not mistaken, a fourth round pick last year. I just don't know that you need six of those guys. But then again, mm. that's like the beef of your defense. So, and you also need those guys on, you need those guys on like field goal units and whatever. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's this is very difficult. Too much talent, you guys. There is a lot of talent here. Not maybe enough talent to win 13 games again, but Otamu was a fifth round pick. 
in 2022. But I mean, that's the question is, are you going to start to cut draft picks? Yeah. Because you can when do it. Cutting fourth and fifth round picks, though, is like after a year or two. If you're and for this I year's know. draft, Jaron Hall was a fifth round pick this year. Yeah. Uh, you could you could make a you could create a spot on your roster by just keeping two quarterbacks if you wanted if you if you thought Najee Thompson's more valuable than Jaron Hall, but now you're cutting a fifth round pick quarterback. Right. Com- a complete who, waste of a pick. Who the coach probably politicked to take, right? Yeah. Super interesting. And like if Booth had been like a sixth round pick, you might cut him, but he's a second round pick. Yep. Wow. So, he doesn't really well, that, fit the system. There is Judd's 3.053 man roster. No changes on special teams. I know Declan's going to be happy. Oh, sorry, Joseph yeah. Wright and DePaulo. The only guys left in camp at those the positions. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Um, the defensive portion of uh, that 53 was presented by our friends at Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden it is tailgate season. Boy, you go outside, you can smell football season in the air. College season. Oh, yeah. You got the Gophers a week from Thursday. You got the Vikings firing up. And Fratelloni's is one of the largest Weber dealers in the state. They're here to help you kick off tailgating season and uh, do it in fashion with a Weber. Go to scorenorth.com and enter keyword Weber to find out more. That's scorenorth.com, keyword Weber, or stop into one of the 20-plus metro locations of Fratelloni's Hardware and garden. Great work today, Judd. You've been Football. you've had this is one of your best training camps ever, I feel like. You know what? I'm aging, but I'm really smart now. So like I'm I, I you know, I know where to be. I yeah. I am Harrison Smith. You're, I know you're like where a veteran quarterback whose body your body has not given out, but your mind is as sharp as it's been. Yep. yep. I'm definitely I definitely hurt more. Like my knees hurt Makes more, sense. my feet hurt more. Yeah, but I can compensate for that with a savvy, a savvy that I bring to the roster construction of the Vikings. Nice work here, Judd Zolgad's camp notes blended into a fifty-three man roster projection, mixed in with some reckless speculation, uh, some breaking news. I don't know what more you want from us here <laughs> on Purple Daily. Thank you guys for making this one of the most popular football podcasts in America. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. See ya.